Hi there, and welcome to the Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion, where our main aim is education through a conversation. Through our conversations, delve deep into all things related to the tradesperson contracting community, from news to education to industry happenings, helping you do better business while building a better and improved South African tradesmen and women contracting community. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. It's another warm welcome to our audience, to you, the listener at home. My name is Willem Klopper. I am your host, and undoubtedly, you have encountered difficult people in your life, whether that be in a personal capacity or in the work environment. Now, in this episode, we will have a conversation with Mr. Anton Fento, who will share with you a few tips on dealing with difficult people. Anton, a warm welcome back to you in studio. Thanks again for your time and effort in joining me for this conversation. Hello, Willem. Thank you so much for having me. I hope the reason you invited me is not because I'm a difficult person, you know, that I've got experience in the field. <laughs> or, or, or that I'm a difficult person for that. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a topic, you know, I, I'm all about um, developing relationships with people. You know, I believe that people are more important than things. And uh, in the world of work, you find that uh, if you build good relationships, then your business becomes successful. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes these difficult to build good relationships because some people are just difficult plain difficult plainly difficult for different (laughs) reasons you know you get different types of difficult but for different reasons some guys are just not not lacquer to work with yeah just before we give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves have a listen to this we'd like to remind our audience that this episode is proudly brought to you by articulated plumber Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Anton, so just before we fire away with uh, with our conversation, um, just a brief reminder f- uh, to, to the listener at home of who you are. Yes, my name is Anton Fenter. I am a teacher by training. I've been a teacher for 30 years um, in uh, senior leadership positions at various schools. And uh, for the last 15 years of my career, I've been doing leadership development and coaching and um, consulting. And uh, currently, I run what is called the School of Leadership, which is a, a, an organization which develops personal leadership in people. So that is what I specialize in develops personal leadership and, and, and you also mentioned earlier in the conversation that you're all about the person and yeah, about right. people rather about uh, rather than things yes and so it's also about the development um, yes. of the people and the person to correct. their full potential to reach their full potential correct the big thing is you know you can only lead other people if you can lead yourself well mm. so you first have to take ownership of your own life and start leaving that life well and when you get that right then you can start leading other people well and that is basically the principle that we try to teach, that we try to teach people in business as well. You know, a lot of guys, they, they do their work, they do it very well, and then they get promoted. And then they start businesses or they move up in a company. But at no point do we actually learn how to lead, mm. you know, and that is a skill. So uh, we are all born leaders. We were all born to lead, you know, and leadership is a skill. It's a talent inside each one of us. Mm. But like any other talent, you have to develop it. Mm. You know, and you have to teach people. And that's, that's, that's what the School of Leadership does. So we actually help people to lead their own lives better and then to lead other people well. 
All right. So let's look at difficult people. Yes. Perhaps we can apply a few strategies to, to <laughs> <Yeah>. lead <laughs> difficult people. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so difficult when you deal with difficult, difficult people. people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, Anton, I can't think of any person who has not yet encountered a difficult person no. or difficult people for that matter. Um, and difficult people come in all shapes and sizes. That's it's, a thing. It's, would you mind to share with us uh, a few uh, different types of difficult people. I, I will, gladly. The, but the thing that we've got to understand first is that, you know, you are going to encounter people that you don't get along with. Mm. So no matter how much we focus on relationships, no matter how hard I try to invest in others, I am always going to have some people that don't like me. Mm. It's amazing. I, I, you know, when someone told me the other day, you know, there are people that don't like you. I thought, what? <laughs> 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 but it's true. You know, there are some people that's not going to like you, and you are not going to like some people. Yeah. That is, it's a fact. Just look at your own life. You know, there are some people that you get along with more than others. And um, unfortunately, that's the reality. You know, we are different. Yeah. And when we talk about diff- difficult people, there's also these various things that cause them to become difficult. Uh-huh. You know, so some guys grow up in a scenario where things just happen that, that influences them and it influences their mindset and their attitude and they become difficult. Other people get born like that. You know, it's genetic <laughs> to, to be a negative, pessimist, fault-finding person that just sees the bad in life the whole time and they just find fault with everything. Some people are just plainly dishonest. They don't have character, you know, so they are just liars and cheaters and mm. they'll try to steal your money around every corner. Those guys are all difficult. They're difficult, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a form of being difficult. Yes. But the main, main categories, if I can categorize it, that you will find in the workplace are the following. First of all, you have people who are angry. So something happened that caused this guy to get angry. Mm. And now he is upset and he wants to fight. And he wants to come take out his anger on him. Maybe he's justified for being angry. Quite often they are. But the thing is, now I have to deal with this angry person in my face. Then you get guys who are rude. Now, you don't always have something that happened to cause the rudeness. Rudeness is, I always want to say, an indication of a weak character. Mm. So it's a guy that just looks down on other people, thinks he's better than people, and thinks he can treat people like that. You know, and those those guys are are horrible to work Mm. with. They're horrible to deal with. And... um, they are just plain rude, mm. if I can say that. They mean. They don't see the value in people. So those are typically the guys who, who actually think that uh, their money gives them standing. They don't understand that it's actually about your relationships with people that gives mm. you standing in life. Um, the third category is you have people who become difficult because they don't understand different cultural values. Mm. So some guys um, will, will make past comments that actually hurt you. Mm. because they think this is just a joke, but actually it's offensive to someone in your culture. Mm. Or they will act in such a way that you think, but hang on, man, this guy is now rude. Mm. You know, meanwhile, that is part of their culture. Exactly. You know, so there's different cultural values, and we need to form an understanding of the different cultures that we deal with. You know, so uh, I'm telling you now, racism, for example, to me, is found, the root of racism quite often is found in a lack of understanding and knowledge of other people. So I don't understand why you do what you do. And therefore, you know, this, this mistrust and develops that it turns into fear or hatred and eventually mm. into racism. So to combat racism, I just need to actually learn to understand. That's the first step. So if I can just get to know you as a person, have conversations with you, and get to know and say, but hang on, man, you know, okay, you, you act differently like me than, than mm. I do. 
but we we're not that different as people. Mm. So um, that's one of the things. But uh, people with different cultural values that that cause that difficulty in people. Then you get those guys who just cannot be satisfied. They are the folks mm. who find fault in everything. You know what? I've actually used people like that in my career. So my problem that I have in life is I'm an optimist. I'm not just an optimist. I'm an over optimist. <laughs> so I expect everything to go well. But it's a good thing. <laughs> uh, to an extent. But you know, now listen, when I was young, I would organize, for example, when I was 20, I organized my first hike in the wild coast. It was a rough hike. It's wilderness. You are kilometers away from any form of civilization. If you run into a problem, then uh, it's, it's helicopter issues, yeah. you know, to try to get people out. And on that first hike, I didn't even bother packing a first aid bag. You know, I was so irresponsible. <laughs> because I thought, injuries, what's that? You know, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> Overly positive. So, so I had to learn to get guys in my life who actually will tell me, yes, no. You know, yes, that's dangerous. So l later on in my career, I actually got guys like that on my team. So I will go to this guy. I will say to him, listen, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. Tell me what can go wrong. And then he will sit there and start listing it. Because he's just got this mindset of focusing on everything that can go wrong. <laughs> they, they, they will serve well in, in risk analysis positions. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I look at guys like that, and I'm not like that at all, but I actually admire them that they have this ability to, to see what could go wrong. It's really it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, but you get people like that now who are like that in life. They mm. just look for faults. Yeah. They will look for everything. You, they are never satisfied. And even if they're not rude yeah. in, in character or personality for that matter, then yeah. still they, they are just people who th th their difficulty stems from them finding yes. fault. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so difficult to satisfy a customer like that. <laughs> and then, of course, you get the last type, which is the one that you don't really want as a customer, and that is the dishonest customer. Uh -huh. That's the guy who wants to lie and steal, who wants to take your money, and who really you don't want to work with. That's mm -hmm. the most difficult type of person to work with. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Anton, all right, so a great part of our audience is service providers and yes. persons who deal with customers on a daily basis and clients on a daily basis. So there is a saying that the customer is king and that the customer is always right. Um, although it's true that we would not have business if we had no one to deliver our business to, we have to ask ourselves whether it is true that the customer is always right. You know what, from a leadership perspective, Willem, I want to say to you, well, we all know the customer is not always right, okay? But in your business, the customer is not the most important person in the business. Your people are. Mm. 
So you cannot have a customer that's going to make your people unhappy, mm. unfortunately. So yes, we need our customers and we want to make our customers happy. But the best way to make my customers happy is by making my people happy. Mm. If I have people working for me who enjoy their job, who are passionate and enthusiastic and do it with a smile on their faces, then the service they deliver is going to be better. And then it's going to lead to a, a, a more happy customer. But if my guys are being abused, then they are not going to deliver the service that the customer wants anyway, and I'm going to lose that customer. So sometimes it's necessary to actually lose a customer to grow the business. Hmm. You know, So not all the customers are right. So yes, if the customer asks you to do something, then you try to do your best with a smile on your face, and you deliver the best possible service that you can. But you have to remember that sometimes this guy is just unreasonable mm. because you get people like that. You get people who do not respect you for who you are and who actually do not want to give you your dues, if I can put it that way. And let me give you a few examples. We spoke about this different type of difficult ah. customers. So angry customers, you know, um, told me that he encountered a situation where the plumber arrived to, to, on the insurance company's directive to go inspect a burst geyser. So he arrived at the house, the geyser was burst, reported back to the plumbing after the insurance company. And then they said, no, you can't install a new geyser. There's something wrong with insurance premiums or so whatever. So they didn't give him the go-ahead to, to, to proceed. And he told the client, listen, I, I'm not allowed to install this geyser. You must please first fund your insurance company and sort this out. Mm. And this customer got furious because apparently he's already been without hot water for the last 10 days now that is inconvenient i agree you know yeah. you like to have a hot shower so he's already upset by the time that mm. the plumber arrives but you know that's a first world problem with all due respect <laughs> the majority of people in our country don't even have running water never yeah. mind hot water okay it, it, it isn't the plumber's fault yeah. who now arrives on the scene yes this guy had a problem with the insurance company and the plumber is not allowed to because you're not going to get paid yeah but the insurance company the insurance guy said no and it's no you know so anyway so now the plumber says but now this guy's getting angry now the, the plumber goes but i'm not allowed to so the next thing the customer pulls a gun hey, yo, yo. The plumber and okay. says you will install the geezer now mm. right mm. So what do you do? Obviously, he had to install the geyser and try to sort out the insurance. He had to explain the situation. Luckily, there was repercussions on the whole thing. But um, sometimes that happens. You know, if a person gets really angry, they lose control of their normal rational thinking. Yeah. And they start doing stupid things. Mm. So when you are dealing with a, a customer that's angry, then you've got to take steps to mm. try to resolve a situation, but we'll speak about that later. For sure. Let me give you an example of a guy that's rude. Okay, so you get some oaks, they have no interpersonal skills, they make it personal. So every single tradesperson in the world will be able to tell you stories of customers that's been exceptionally rude. Yeah. People that think they are better than you for whatever reason, you know, and um, they think ah, man, you're just a plumber or you're just an electrician or you're just a this or a that. You know, that is rubbish, mm. right? You as a tradesman have got a very, very unique, exceptional occupation mm. and people need you. They depend on you. And rudeness from the customer is unacceptable. And mm. it happens so many times that this customer would swear at the guys working for you. Yeah and uh, call them names and make comments and whatever, and it upsets your staff. Mm. And you as a leader need to step into that situation and say, I'm sorry, sir, 
But we are here to deliver a service. We're here to help you. We do not appreciate those comments. Mm. Right. That is a customer that you can not lose. Mm. You finish the job and you take him off your database. You blacklist him that he doesn't use you again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because his money is not worth it. Yeah. Really. Just remember that. Then you get those guys. I can give you examples of different cultural values where people think you are rude because you act in a certain way because they're from a different culture. For example, in some cultures, um, you will find, let's take a very simple thing. Like in the typical um, white Afrikaans culture, <clears throat> it is polite for a man to stand back and let a lady walk first. Mm. So if I get to a door, I will stand back and then I'll let the woman lead into the door first. In the majority of black cultures, the man walks through that door first. Mm. Why? Because the way they grew up, um, these these guys were taught is there might be danger in that room, mm. in the other side of and the door. And therefore so the man… you are the man, you have to go face the danger. Mm. You don't mm. send the woman in to get killed by the lion. Mm. You walk in and you <laughs> kill the lion and then the woman… So now the, the, the man is walking in front of the door, in front of the woman, and this guy perceives it as rude and yeah. he, starts, he now starts acting up on it. So that's why I'm saying, you know, quite often we got these little differences. Also, you know, you might greet a person. So in some cultures, if I greet you, I look you in the eye, I give you a firm handshake, you know, and, and in other cultures, that's disrespectful. Hmm. So other cultures, to show respect, this guy will look down at the floor. Hmm. He will speak softly. He will give you a limp hand. Mm. Now, you greet this guy and you think this guy's got something to hide. He's a skeleton. Yeah. Right, because why is he not looking me in the eye? Hmm. And why is he speaking so softly? Meanwhile, that's his way of showing respect to you. So those different cultural values cause us to misunderstand each other, and that causes conflict. Mm. Okay. And when that happens, we need to understand that the person that you've got to go um, look at is yourself. You have to go change your own heart mm. in the way you deal with people from other, other cultures. Get to know people. You know, on all these camps I present, that's the thing I see is as the kids get to know each other, because I mix them up, you know, so I put the, in, in a tribe of pupils that do this camp together, I will have different pupils of different races and different backgrounds and different religions work together. And at the end of those four days, those boys respect each other mm. because they get to know each other. Exactly. They get to understand that we are different and yet there are so many in you that I can, so much in you that I can actually respect. Mm. And that is, that is really critical. The customer that cannot be satisfied. <laughs> right. You all have people like that that you have met. And some of these guys actually go out there to find reasons to try to bargain you down in your price. So your installation is this, this. No, 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 no. Right. This thing is not good enough. They will go with a magnifying glass through the work that you do so that they can find fault, so that they can try to bargain you down. This is some of the most difficult people to work with. Mm. Right, when you encounter somebody like that, I almost want to say it's another situation where you almost want to say, listen, I don't mind if I don't have your business. <laughs> but um, that's typically where these guys drag the project out. Mm. You know, and something that would have taken an hour or two is suddenly a couple of days. Exactly. Because they keep finding more and more and more faults mm. that you have to redo or whatever else. And eventually it ends up costing you money. Right, and then the last one is I can give you a very nice example of this. People who are dishonest guys who actually... Steal and lie. So, uh, one of the top oaks in the plumbing industry once again told me this one about a plumber that got called in by a developer. Okay. 
the previous or the developer had the piping and the installation and a new development done and no COC was delivered and that plumber left. And then he got a new plumber in and he just convinced this guy, just do the COC for me. Okay, there's no problems with this installation. Because the, previous, want, the previous guy who I yes, used did not issue. Good. No, yeah. he was he was brilliant, but now he's overseas. You know, he migrated to, to Australia. and I just need the COC, you know, so that I can get my occupancy certificate. So this plumber gave him a COC. Two weeks later, he gets called. He had to, um, I can't remember exactly what the detail was, but he had to spend so much money out of his own pocket to fix up the plumbing installations in that facility because you're the guy who issued me the COC and there's faults yeah. here. Yeah, now so this guy knowingly got this oak in and eventually it had to be done in his own ticket. So that's the type of stuff that our auditors at the PIRB yeah. have to deal with is to make sure that, hang on, these guys must, must, must <laughs> deliver the goods. You, you, can't, you can't cheat the plumber like that. Yeah. Okay. And um, that is, that, that's a typical scenario. So that is why... You have to understand that some people are dishonest and you protect yourself by following the rules. Yeah. Yeah. The rules are there for a reason. Yes. Just before we continue the conversation, have a listen to this. Don't forget to download the all new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. At Advanced Valves, respect and integrity are our core values. This means our products have been manufactured with the proud plumber in mind. The one who does not compromise on quality. The proud plumber who saves his customers money and time. You, who values the importance of using SABS approved products. Visit your nearest plumbing store to purchase SA's preferred valve brand. Advanced Valves, your trusted leader in building your reputation. Also available on App Plumber. All right, so we've determined that uh, being difficult is not always justifiable. Um, but our customers and, and even our colleagues who we work with in the work environment, they are important to our business. Uh, so for that reason, we have to deal with people that are difficult. Um, it, it is how we deal with them that makes a difference. What advice do you have for dealing with difficult people? Um, Willem, first I just want to say to you, you know, we're talking about difficult customers, but they're actually in the minority. Okay? It's not every mm. single customer. If, if we had to have a different customer and every customer we deal with, then I don't think we'll stay in business <laughs> because that conflict could just be bad. So let's say about 10% of our customers are, are difficult like this in one of mm. these categories. But the majority of them are actually nice people, mm. right? Mm. But when I now encounter these difficult oaks, when I'm encountering a guy who are angry, okay, obviously I need to calm him down, right? So I need, with all these oaks, we need to find a solution. Mm. So with anger, remember this guy might be justified in how he's feeling. Maybe there's something that wasn't done right or whatever. So I have to calm him down. I have to meet him halfway and we have to get to a point where we can calmly talk about the problem so that we can find a solution to the mm. problem. And then I've got to implement the solution and get back to the guy and make sure that he's happy. Okay. One of the things that make people most angry is when you make promises and you don't produce Ooh. the goods. Or you take people's money and you don't deliver the goods. Right. There's, there's a lot of examples like that in the industry. You know, you get these, these gym contracts 
where they sign you up for, uh, yes, it feels like a life sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't get out of the contract. <laughs> and that makes you angry. I know because I'm one of those people on the other side. <laughs> I've experienced that too. <laughs> but yeah, so when you have a person who is angry, you try to solve the problem. That's very, very important. When you encounter a person that is rude, then you need to be firm. Mm. You do not allow that. Okay, so you, you actually stand up and you confront this guy and you say, listen, I'm sorry, but this is not acceptable. Mm. Right, we are here to deliver a service, we're here to do our job and we will do it to the best of our ability. But you don't talk to my staff like that. Mm. Okay. And uh, that rudeness might then lead to anger. But you know what? At the end of the day, you are there to deliver the service. Yeah. So worst case scenario is you say to the guy, I'm terribly sorry, but this is not working. Please find another service provider, back up and go. Mm. Okay, I know that sounds rough. How can I do that? But you know what? Your people are more important than that transaction. Mm. And those guys are not always there. Okay. So um, you, must, you must just make sure you keep your nose clean and mm. you do the right thing mm. and you treat people right. But it's, so it's your also, people can't be rude. Yeah. Because that sometimes delivers rudeness. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's that um, when I always say respect is only effective when it's mutual. Yes. So the service provider also has to be respectful to, towards the customer and not be rude to Absolutely. the customer. Yeah. Absolutely. You are polite. Painfully polite. Okay, <laughs> but it's but, also um, I want to just get back to to standing up for your staff uh, when mm. when a customer really is rude and, and just being firm with a customer and say, listen, this is not acceptable. The fact is that's a good leadership quality mm. to have, and it shows leadership to your staff, and it will make them respect you as as the as the employer and their leader and or the team leader or supervisor for that matter. This is actually a good quality to to show. Mm. Absolutely. Because when you feel my boss is standing up for me, then you become actually more loyal. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Then we have those people with different cultural values. And what I want to say to you there is we have to learn to understand each other. We have to actually go to the trouble to try to understand how different cultures operate. You know, even in our workplace, my staff do not always have the same cultural values as I do. And for me to get the most out of those guys, it's important that I understand how they think. Mm. You know, what are their traditions? What are the things that they do? So there are things that, the, that some people make light of, that, you know, that we laugh about. And say, ah, that's stupid. But that is part of the guy's tradition, mm. you know, and, and that's important to him. Mm. And now I'm calling it stupid. Who the hell am I? Mm. You know? So we, we have to actually try to put ourselves in the other guy's shoe. And the only way we can do that is by going out of a way to get to know about, to learn about the different cultures, especially in this country of ours where we have so many different cultures. You know, we have to get out of our corner and start reaching out to other people. We can't just sit back and, and think everyone must be, must, must accept who we are and the way we do things and they must adapt to that. Mm. That's rubbish. We must adapt to each other. Yeah. Okay. And reach out to each other. That's important. Those guys who cannot be satisfied. Guys, how do you deal with that type of difficulty? Uh, it's, it's one of those cases where you will have to try to finish that job to the best of your ability and blacklist that person, make sure they don't ask you again. 
And uh, you can just I almost want to say we need to build up a register in South Africa of bad customers. You know, like you get the Hello Peter where the companies are being reported. We should have a Hello Customer where the hello customers customer. are so that you as a, as a service provider can go on there and check this guy's ID. Oops, okay, this is one of those. I don't want this guy. Yeah. <laughs> because those people are just difficult and they're going to make life difficult for you. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes the things that they that they find fault with are the most mm-hmm. insignificant things. Yes. The smallest of things that really is not something that has been done incorrectly but they yes. will they will just find fault with it yeah no absolutely you know and you 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 you're going to move past them mm. and then the last group is are those people who are dishonest and i want to say to you that is why you have an industry with certain rules that's why see, there are things like a coc that protects you you know that 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 you got to follow the right rules and um, I want to urge you to, to be very careful of people who are dishonest because some are. They will literally do things that will screw you over. Mm. Like you get some people, you know, I've read these stories. Now, it sounds stupid, but um, in America, if you find a hair in your food, mm. then the, the, the restaurant has to give it to you for free. So some people pluck out their own hairs and put it in the food. <laughs> You know, nonsense like that. There are mm. so many stupid stories where you think, yes, yeah, how can people be this so dishonest? Yeah. But it happens. So you as a, as a, as a um, service provider, if you are dealing with a, a dishonest customer, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to make sure you are honest. Mm. You know, and you're honest in any, every one of your dealings. And you do not do things that's going to open a door that will allow you to get a hiding. Therefore, for example, to get back to that COC um, example, you do not issue a COC if you didn't do the work, right? So you can't issue on behalf of another person. It's that simple because there are going to be people who's going to take advantage of that. And I can carry on with things. That's also why you cannot buy parts from some guy on the road who's now selling parts at cheap prices because you don't know the quality, you don't know where that comes from. Now you are installing substandard parts in a guy's um place okay now you are being the dishonest one not the customer <laughs> but the point is that that we have dishonest people and we have to be very careful so make sure that your installation is right it's done right it's professional so that there's no fingers that can be pointed at you okay anton again i want to i want to uh, just add to what you've just said now when when it is the customer insisting on certain things the customer insisting on using non-compliant uh, components and parts um then that's it. There's also a non-compliance notice that goes mm. with the COC. Mm. You can you can debate and reason with the client only to a certain extent. If yes. they just simply insist and refuse to pay you, whatever the case may be, is then have them sign a form that says, "I've informed you that this thing is not compliant. It yes. is not compliant, yep. and this is what you insist on. This is you insist on using this part. Sometimes yes. you do. Um, it all depends on the approach that you take and mm. and the fact that. In, in many instances, you will be able to convince the, the customer to do the right thing. But yeah. you do get your dishonest customer and who just wants to nip you off for the best price what, uh, possible. Yeah. Um, and that in that instance, you can also then just make sure that they know that they mm. are signing a document to say that this is what they wanted. Mm. No, absolutely, William. 100% right. Just before we say goodbye, have a listen to this. 
would like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook, not only to find out more about the Man in the Band podcast, but also to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Anton, any last uh, words of motivation to our audience? Yeah, what I want to say to you guys again is we're speaking about difficult people here, but the majority of people in our world are actually nice guys, <laughs> not, not the difficult people. So in your business, that's what I want you to remember. You know, when you as a tradesman are out there in the field, you know, just remember that you are actually working with people. Mm. So that is actually the core business that you do. You are working with people. You are actually working with customers and staff and suppliers the whole time, more than what you're working with equipment and um, the technical things. And you must expect the best from people. Mm. So even though there are difficult people out there, treat every single person as if they're the best customer in the world. Mm. Okay, and quite often those guys will act like they are. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so that's my, that's my message to you. So let's treat people as if they have value. You know, so let's respect others first, and they will respect us. Mm. Lead, lead by example. Lead by example. Lead your own life, then you can lead other people. Sure. Mm. Anton, once again, thanks to Stack for your time and your effort and the valuable information that you've shared. Um, and then lastly, thanks to our audience. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Finally, it's time to switch off this engine. Cheerio. Man in the Van podcast, your regular audio drive time companion. 